Welcome to the LS International Career Success Podcast. I'm Paula Sainz Lopez, and today I am pleased to introduce you to Bruno Lubeicht. Bruno was a global director at Cadbury, now Mondelez, when he felt something wasn't right. After over 10 years of a successful corporate career, he decided to make a radical change and become a certified coach in business and personal development. In this episode, we'll discuss how did he know it was time to make this transition and how he came across SuccessFinder, the career assessment tool that changed his life. Welcome, Bruno. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Paula. My pleasure. Yeah, excellent. A pleasure. As I said before, you had a very senior role in a successful corporation and you decided to make a radical change and start something new. So I wanted to ask you about that because, of course, it was quite a bold move. When did you know it was time? How did you know it was the right decision for you? Frustration, really. Displeasure, I guess. I, I gradually came to realize that I, I was really feeling miserable most of the time doing things I, I didn't believe in anymore. Out of habit, you know, when you're caught in the movements, stuck in your initial uh, choices and, and life programming. And things I had chosen and wanted to do when I was a young student had lost their meaning uh, along the way. And I was just feeling I was not myself anymore. And my, my, my intuition kept telling me that my career calling was elsewhere in, you know, specifically in counseling, helping others. But the rational part of me was keeping me in the current reality, that of an executive, you know, all uh, hell-bent on growth, vertical growth, power, wealth, and etc. When I did come across SuccessFinder at one point, an extraordinary career orientation tool, it actually put numbers and facts behind my intuition. And I knew then I had the confirmation that uh, I needed to change. And now that you've made the change and that you're happy with your change, what advice would you give to people who maybe are thinking or are in the same position as you were and are thinking of making a change in their career path? I'd like to say that change is probably the, the most talked about concept in the professional world nowadays. We're not in times when change was happening over the course of years, decades, or even centuries. It's now exponential in scope, uh, in speed. 20 years ago, telephones were still attached to the wall, and you know you had this little twirly thing attaching the handsets to the mainset. 10 years ago, sequencing the human genome, people thought was going to take 13 years and cost a billion dollars to complete. And uh, now it's, it's less than $2,000 and it takes less than two days to do it. So really change is happening all the time, accelerating all the time. But real change, especially in human behavior, is very hard. I think the key word here is it's very hard. There's two types of change, I, I believe. In psychology, there's the type one change, call it the soft change, and then there's the type two change, the hard change. And that's the one that's really uh, complicated to go through. If you're asking me, you know, is it complicated for an individual to change? I, I want to, to articulate a bit more specifically why that is. The soft change is really a, what we call an homeostatic change, meaning that it does not change your whole system. It's, like, it's more like an internal adjustment mm -hmm. to, to help overcome the little hardships that you have in your everyday work life, like the fear of public speaking, for example, was one okay. of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, learning to better manage conflicts is another example. So 
you can have improvements. They can be significant and, and really help you, but they don't challenge the very foundation of your life. This is what type 2 change, the heart change, uh, does. This one does modify the whole construct of your life. It's not about just changing a habit or even a job. It's about changing your, your entire life to your lifestyle, the whole system, the, the whole thing, meaning also the life of people who live in the system with you, with whom you have a, a dependency relationship. Mm-hmm. That one's hard because humans are animals of habits and we tend to resist change, believing that it's more comfortable or safer not to change because to change is to face the unknown. Well, what Success Finder does is shed a light on the unknown in a very concrete and convincing way so that the unknown becomes now known. It's like having to enter a room. It's all dark, you can't see things, and to navigate uh, into the room without bumping in, into obstacles and hurting yourself is, is difficult. But if you switch on the light, then the obstacles are still there, but now you can see them. So you can navigate to avoid them. You can walk around them, and you can live in that new room without hurting yourself. And that's what's even better, is that you can light many different dark rooms and choose which one is the one that you prefer, which one is the one that's nicest for you to live in. So that's what Success Finder does. And the last thing I want to say on this is research shows that two people in three are not happy with their jobs and professional life. It certainly doesn't mean that two people in three need to change, but it certainly hints that there is a necessity to challenge one's current reality and frustration mm-hmm. and consider the changes uh, to live a better life. That's uh, how I, I did it for myself. Okay, so yeah, as you mentioned, you did a hard change. Uh, around nine years ago, you founded WeMap, a personal development and career consulting firm. And as you say, you chose SuccessFinder, a career assessment tool, as your method. You mentioned that SuccessFinder was quite exceptional. I wanted to ask you about that. Why did you choose this assessment tool and why did you choose it over its competitors? I experienced quite a few of these tools in the past, and yes, this one was by far the most impressive. There's many reasons, scientific, technical reasons, to why it is such, and I don't want to get into too many details because I might make a fool of myself, but let me tell you a few things why it is actually uh, the best tool on the market. The first thing is human behavior is very complex, and just measuring 20 or 30 things is not enough to report and predict accurately human behavior. And that's what most tests measure, less than 30 items. Success Finder measures 85 different behaviors and 35 career interests. So that's 120 measures in all, and they're all statistically non-correlated. They're all independent. So if you compute all the different possibilities of profiles, I have like 15 billion different profiles possible with SuccessFinder. So the probability of getting exactly the same scores for two different individuals, yeah, exactly the same scores, Mm -hmm. is just close to zero. So in terms of accuracy, to use an image is if you had to paint a portrait with 120 colors, Obviously, what you're going to paint is a lot more accurate than if you had only 16 colors, for example, to paint the portrait. So that's why having more uh, points of measures uh, and more subtlety and complexity to it is what makes it more accurate. 
The second thing is the algorithm, because then now you have all these data that you need to process and to crunch. It's complicated to do just by hand. So what really changed the name of the game was the advent of the computer age and, and possibilities of manipulating, processing, uh, crunching uh, huge amounts of data in, in a very short period of time. The algorithm that uh, runs a success finder is the same algorithm that runs the weather forecast, for example. Uh, okay. Special algorithms that are capable of managing many different complex variables. It's actually also the same algorithms that are used in the uh, insurance industry, the actuarial uh, data science. The very best statisticians uh, and mathematicians and psychologists worked together to put this algorithm together. That's what makes it very powerful. The third thing is that makes this test better is that it was the first one, or one of the first ones, uh, to use the ipsative methodology to collect information from candidates. So, ipsative is a bit the scientific word. It simply means forced choices. You have to choose between two statements, the one that describes you best. And this was made to reflect the choices that we have to do every day in our lives. For example, I must choose between marrying Jane or marrying Mary, even though I may be equally attracted to both. But I have to choose one, can't have both. To okay. choose is to renounce. Yeah, If I choose the same thing for an important committing life choice, that of uh, postgraduate studies, if I choose to major in chemistry and minor in psychology, then I cannot major in finance and my minor in marketing. Mm -hmm. These choices are mutually exclusive. And that's what life is. Life is ipsative. You have, when you make a choice, you have to renounce something else. So Success Finder uses preference to discriminate between the options that we have uh, when we make choices to adopt behaviors in our everyday lives. If I prefer something, then there is obviously something else that I don't prefer. So what the test does is it pairs options. It puts options together that are equally statistically desirable or undesirable. And this avoids the bias of asking the respondents to rate themselves on a 10-point scale. Let me give you an example. If you're a director in a big corporation and, and you want a promotion to go even higher and you're asked to rate yourself on leadership, what do you think the score is likely to be? You know, probably uh, above seven or eight on the 10-point scale, mm -hmm. most certainly. But if you ask me now to choose between leadership and profit orientation, then between leadership and power, then between leadership and assertion, then I'm going to have to, you know, between things that I equally, one would expect to want as a talent of a director, and now I must discriminate and I must make choices. So the reality that is going to emerge from those different choices is a lot closer to the reality of what my hierarchy of preferences uh, is. Ipsative tests are the most difficult assessments to answer because of this. It raises, if you want, the, the discrimination level to a much higher level. And that's what's absolutely necessary when you're measuring and differentiating between so many variables. Yeah, I remind you, 85 behaviors, 35 career themes that you can then interface with the huge data job, database of jobs that we have. So the resulting map of our behavioral preferences 
and career attractiveness is amazingly accurate. And that's what helps predict how we are likely to perform when confronted to certain situations or in certain jobs. This is probably a fourth thing. Uh, sorry if I have a few minutes more. <laughs> a yeah, fourth thing sure. that um, makes a success finder a better test. The fact that interest alone does not predict performance. If you had the same interest as Albert Einstein or Pablo Picasso, doesn't this mean you're going to no be way <laughs> Exactly. Okay. It doesn't mean that's exactly that. It does in no way indicates the success level you would experience if you did become a physicist uh, or an artist. In a similar way, pure behavioral competence in itself is also not the best predictor of performance. It does predict, but not that well. It's when you put both of them together, interest and competence, when you integrate them together, that you get the best prediction of success in a given job. And I, I think that's what Success Finder does. And it's, I think the only test that does that is to measure both and integrate them into a predictive score. Yeah, I, I, by what you're saying, by these four yep, points, sorry, I think that it's quite clear why the benefits and why an individual should take the test. But regarding a company, why would you recommend them to use SuccessFinder and into their hiring processes or when finding the right talent? Why do you think it's beneficial? Seriously? How could it not? <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to presume, but it seems to me that the, the return is immense in many different ways, in, both in terms of organizational strategy, people development, you hire better fitting candidates, both for the job itself, but also for the culture of your company. You can also hire for a specific cohesion of a team of, you know, making sure a team works well together. You know which internal candidate to promote. You can do bench management, where and how to train them, you know, highest potential. You can solve a particular problem or overcome a key hurdle that one particular individual has in his performance. Recruitment, bench management, performance improvement, team effectiveness. Success Finder can do all of that. And what I like about it is that it feels to me that it brings the same degree of science and accuracy and rigor to the human resources field of activity that marketing surveys and financial analysis tools are bringing to their respective fields of marketing and finance. And that's what I like about it. Uh, you can really use this tool as an aid to the decision you know, with the same reassurance of scientific rigor than you would other tools in other areas of the business. So for me, that's what's key. You know, you can really use human resources as a growth strategy and not as an intuition or uh, simply based on previous experience making decisions. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It feels obvious to me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's quite clear. And also, you were mentioning leadership development. Uh, so I was wondering, when would you say that in a career, in someone else's career, when would you advise them to take SuccessFinder? Is it more useful at the beginning of a person's career? Is it more useful when they're more senior uh, so they can develop uh, certain skills? Uh, when would you recommend it's the best time to, to do this assessment? 
Well, yeah, you're right, which is why it's beyond leadership development. It's personal development. Leadership is just one aspect of that. So if you're at the point in your career when it's about developing the leadership, then yes, it will be about leadership development. But really, it's more about personal development and and making those big life-committing choices that, you know, of course, they can be undone. Nothing is ever written, cast in stone forever, but it's harder to undo them uh, once the moment has passed and you've committed yourself uh, over the long haul. So, you know, what are the best moments? Well, postgraduate student, making choices, having to choose on, you know, what types of studies, because it's going to inform what career most likely is going to ensue uh, after the graduation, after the diploma. So at that point, I think it's quite uh, nice to have such a tool. Both my kids took it Mm -hmm. for that reason. And the other moment for the individual where it's important is for people like me who uh, have been, you know, uh, spending quite a lot of time in one career and suddenly uh, decide or come to the point where they want to change. They're not satisfied anymore. And because it is a hard change, you can't just snap your fingers and make it happen. You know, you have a lot of responsibilities. It's nice to have then the reassurance, again, quite a high degree of certainty and and accuracy that the choice you're going to make is going to be fruitful, adequate, and it's going to make you both successful and happier. So I think for those, how shall I call them, midlife crisis Mm -hmm. uh, moments, yeah, such a tool really takes a, a lot of value. It did for me. Sure, sure. Well, Bruno, thank you so much for sharing your insights on Success Finder and and also thank you for sharing your personal story. My pleasure. Bye-bye to all of you guys. Good luck. It's been a pleasure having you here and of course, thank you as well to our listeners and see you in the next edition of the podcast.